When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up, everybody? Zach Rosenblatt here with Mike Kay. The latest episode of the No Huddle Show from Lincoln Financial Field. The Eagles lost to the Tennessee Titans 27-10. Their season's over. We can start thinking about the offseason and the draft and planning for it. Now, the Eagles lost a meaningless game, but something meaningful did happen pretty early on. Uh, you like that segue there? That was pretty good, I thought. <laughs> Nate Sudfeld hurt his wrist early in the game. Second quarter was near halftime. Fractured it. He's getting surgery in the morning. Probably by the time some of you listen to this, he's getting surgery. It's not a good sign for the number two quarterback. It happened on a roughing the passer play where he got hit and he kind of like fell down weird on it. Um... You know, this kind of underscores why the Eagles didn't play Carson Wentz today, and I would bet maybe they don't play him at all in the next four weeks. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about what this means, but I think, you know, that, that, that was kind of like the initial reaction. Like, this is exactly why the preseason is so pointless. That, that wasn't even a – that was such a bad football game, too. Like, you forget how bad the preseason is until you're watching it. Yeah, that was probably the worst preseason – non – preseason finale game that I've, I've ever seen. You missed I, the Eagles-Browns, I believe, was like 3-0. Oh, I watched that on TV. Last year, yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah, that was rough. <laughs> um, you know, in a game that didn't have really many highlights, we did see a glimmer of hope for Nate Sudfeld when he tossed the ball downfield, connected with Mark and Michelle for a 75-yard touchdown. It was awesome. And you kind of felt like maybe something had clicked. I mean, he got off to a little bit of a rough start, and then stuff started happening. And then, unfortunately, like you said, he suffers his broken wrist. It kind of put Cody Kessler in, like, a really awkward position. Yeah, that's part of the job as a backup quarterback to come in when a guy gets injured. But... Initially, it looked like there was confusion whether Nate had suffered an injury just from where we were at. And then he came over, he was shaking his head, and then Cody had to rush in. They didn't really – it was right before halftime. Well, he went right to the trainer's table, so I don't know if there was well, – that wasn't that long of a question. Yeah, it wasn't that Maybe long. that, like, 15 seconds. Yeah, like the 15 <laughs> seconds. But anyway, like from, from – It more, sound like it was, like, five minutes. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, anyway, he went to the medical tent. Cody went out there, had a couple of plays – uh, Jake Elliott missed a 40-yard uh, field goal. They went into halftime. Then Cody came out and played the third quarter and didn't show anything that can make you feel comfortable about him, you know, taking over for Nate. Clayton Thorson, uh, we'll talk about him later on the podcast, but preview, brutal. Uh, this is a major, like you said, this was a meaningless game, but this was a major Moment. blow yeah, for blow, the Eagles. Yeah. Um, 
Look, Nate Sudfeld, the drop-off between Nick Foles and Nate Sudfeld was going to be massive. That said, Nate's been in the system for three years. The coaching staff trusts him. He's a guy that had every reason to play really well because he was going to be a free agent next year and probably wanted to compete for a starting job next year. Um, this is a bummer. Uh, luckily, it happened to his non-throwing wrist. He'll be back eventually. I think the first thing you and I need to discuss is not being doctors, obviously. But you don't know Doug, what I but, you don't know what I know. <laughs> but Doug Peterson said that the the injury isn't season ending, and that's fine. But logically, when you get into numbers crunching, you already have Camus Grugier Hill, who's probably going to miss two or three games. You've got. Crave on LeBlanc. Crave on LeBlanc. We haven't seen Fletcher Cox back on the practice field. We haven't seen Nigel Bradham. We haven't seen Ronald Darby. So how many guys are you going to keep? Use basically, spot up yeah, I mean, this is a numbers crunching situation. You already are probably going to bring in projects like Jordan, keep Jordan Melata and Matt Pryor and stuff like that. Uh, this is going to limit your numbers. And my first conclusion that I jumped to when they said his season isn't over, I if I'm them and I'm Howie, I'm putting him on IR. And then if I feel like Cody Kessler is not showing me what he should do enough in, in, during the preseason and then uh, during, you know, the season in practice, then you can bring him back. I mean, they can't put him on IR and designate him to return until final cutdowns anyway. So you get to look at what you have in Cody Kessler. And Cody Kessler is going to play a lot over the next couple of weeks. Uh, you know, I want you to get in on this, but like, are, are you with me on that same wavelength? Like, I think you put him on IR. I kind of don't just because, I mean, it all depends on the severity of this injury. So the fact that it happened this early in the preseason, so if he's out for six to eight weeks, let's say, mm-hmm. um, I know Dr. David Chow, who's usually pretty good about these things, he said he's going to be out a while, whatever that means. That's not like a length of time, obviously, but it's a while. It's not the season, but so let's, if it's six to eight weeks, so six weeks from now, that means he's only missing three games. Like you're not going to put a guy in IR if he's going to be ready to play in week four. Right, but also he's going to be coming off a huge lag in playing. Uh, I'm aware of that, but but like, but that's what I'm saying. Cody like, guys are terrible. You don't have another option on the roster, and he's on IR healthy. But is is Nate Sudfeld that much better than the Cody Kessler? Kessler? Yes, I I don't think so. I mean, Cody Kessler's done 25 passes in the NFL. Like Cody and Kessler's actually won games. Passes. No, Nate Sudfeld. Nate uh, Sudfeld has no, uh-huh. 25 passes. Cody Kessler was actually won games. Um, look, I'm not going to defend Cody Kessler. I don't think – I think he's a below-average backup. Or he's, or he's an average backup. You're, like, you're, you're, like, trying to no, justify he, he, yourself he, He's right an now. average backup, but he's got, a, he's got a very low ceiling. He's got a high floor, low ceiling. Um I don't know if he has a Nate's, high floor. Nate's, uh, he's got a, I mean, compared, like, when you look at the backups around the league, Ryan Tannehill's maybe the best yeah, backup in the league right now. just because he's just as bad as other backups in the league doesn't mean he's better but than Nate Sudfeld. But what has Nate Sudfeld shown you? What? I'm not saying he's shown me anything, but Cody Kessler hasn't shown me anything either in the games he's played. Okay, and that's fine, but then why, but, but my point is, is, like, why would you be like, oh, man, I got to have Nate Sudfeld back up Carson Wentz. Saying. I'm, I'm saying you're, you're removing that option if Cody Kessler is terrible. No, but here's the thing, though. If Cody Kessler's terrible during the preseason, then you don't put him on IR. But my thinking is, is if you see enough from Cody Kessler, then you can what, feel... What well. have you seen from Cody Kessler through training camp in this week that makes you think you will see enough from him? I mean, 
No, but you don't have to make that decision now. I'm you, not saying, <laughs> you don't have to make the Nate Sudfeld decision now either. No, that's what I'm saying. You don't have to make the Nate Sudfeld decision. My thought process is, is if Cody shows you enough over the next three games and in training camp, the decision is easy. You put Nate Sudfeld on injured reserve and, and you can always bring him back. I mean, my, 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 my only point, if he's ready to come back in week three, you're having him sit on IR and he can't even practice with them for six weeks. And that's, but, but it's not like you have Nick Foles and you're putting him on an injured reserve. You're putting, I'm aware of that. But you're putting a guy who's an anomaly and, and who, who you they, think. Who they trust. Okay, but he's also going to be coming off a lot of uh, a lack of practice and a lack of game experience. Yeah, he'll like, be coming off more pr- lack of practice if he's gone for eight weeks. I, I just like, to me, your numbers game is just, for a backup quarterback, it just seems like a kind of a waste of not a, a waste on a of team where you're, a quarterback has been unable to stay healthy for a full season. But you, if you lose Carson, you're done. You're, you're done anyway, anyway. right? That's that. my point. So but you still try and put yourself in the best position to win, and they clearly think Sudfeld is that. Oh, I mean, they do. They think that. I know that. Whether you think that is irrelevant here? I, it, no, and I get that. But I'm just saying, like, at some point, you have to. You've got a bunch of short-term injuries. Eventually, you have to make a decision. And Nate's not going to play unless the worst-case scenario happens. So that said, it might make sense to either look at the free. I mean, there's no one in free agency. Here, let, let me let me look at this another way besides the argument we're having. So. They were going to keep three quarterbacks anyway, right? Probably, yes. Clayton Thorson doesn't deserve to be on this team right now, so why not keep Kessler and not put Sudfeld on IR? I mean, that's a valid that's a valid question, but but also... I would rather have Sudfeld injured for three weeks than Clayton Thorson healthy for eight So weeks. let's say Nate Sudfeld of gets... Course, this is all like just... I right, don't know if he's right, right. In an alternate universe, let's say that Nate's pulled before that last series, and he is healthy right now. And you saw what Kessler did and, and Thorson. what Thorson did. I would, I would are you Thorson and kept Kessler? But are you keeping three just to keep three then? Not just to keep. I mean, you're you have a. I think they. Yeah, I guess it's you know what I mean. You get what I'm saying? Like, was there anything well, that you, you if saw? You keep, if you keep Thorson, I feel like you're keeping three just for the sake of keeping. Correct. That's my point. So like, but I don't know. I don't think they were keeping Thorson at like just based on what we saw. Tonight. Okay, so if they weren't, then that was two guys, and so that's one extra opening. That's my point to you. Is like. If you value that opening, now granted, do you really need a six wide receiver over your backup quarterback? Do you need a, a, a tenth yeah, lineman? Thing, like, like, so that's the like that's th- why that's I buy you your to, argument. But that's where you have to like go through each position. Like, do they really want to keep Mark and Michelle over Nate or over Cody Kessler or whatever it is? Yeah. I think what's concerning is, is we don't know anything about what where Darby's at. We don't know where Bradham's at. We don't know where Cox is at. We know where Camus going to miss time. We know that Camus and Craven on the bit because you can only return two guys off the IR. And I've seen people on Twitter say, "Well, Craven's only like the sixth cornerback. He's more important. He's more important than that. He's also a really good special teams player. And if you're cutting Sheldon Gibson, you need a really good gunner to replace him. That's Craven LeBlanc. And, and Camus very important. Also. Yeah, Camus like the those, best special like teams those, player on the team. I will give like they're not like. The Eagles are still Super Bowl contenders without those two guys. Right. But, like, they're important for different reasons. I, but, I, yeah. And we don't know who's going to be out longer out of those two. Like, we just don't know what. So, if both of them are out through week eight, it's kind of a moot point anyway. So then you could, might as well just keep Sutfeld as your third guy. Right. It, so, it, this, all, this is all us not knowing the medical. It's case, so. Like, it's conjecture. But yeah. that said, like... We have said this multiple times, and I said this on the podcast earlier in the week... 
This team will go as far as Carson Wentz does, and it's still one of the deepest rosters in the league. Neither one of those things has cha- have changed after tonight. Uh, this was a brutal performance by this team, but it was also but a lot of guys. Most of the guys were not there. Right. Like, like So Jordan Howard started. He was one of the rare starters that played. But right. Vitae is the only one you could argue on offense that will be a starter in week one besides Well, Howard. he might not even be. He might not Brooks. be on Brooks. But, uh, I mean, I, Nate, but, Gary. Nate Gary was out. I'm saying on offense. I'm, yeah, offense yeah, I'm yeah. saying. So, like, Jeffrey was out. Deshaun was out. Nelson Aguilar, all the O-linemen. Uh, Malik Jackson played, actually. Um, defensive end Josh Sweat started, so there was no Barnett or Brandon Graham. Linebacker, obviously. That's another one, Barnett. We don't, you know. Yeah, that one's been weird. Nobody's really talked about that. I mean, who, I mean, the ghost of Mac Hollins. Who, yeah, like, yeah, Mac Hollins. There's so I think part of the issue for us is how secretive this team is they don't with tell injuries. Us anything, yeah. So it's like. Doug was surprisingly open about Nate tonight, though. Yeah, well, I think, I mean, it was Open-ish. clear as day. I think the PR staff was like, hey, by the way, you said, could basically. What if he said upper body injury again? Yeah, that would have been but great. Come on, Doug. Um, <laughs> so let's get beyond the IR thing. So yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the the so second options. the second thing that we need to talk about is do you have the free agent list? Can you pull up the free yeah. agent list? So I will say that I think the answer is pretty obvious who they signed. Sammy Sleeves. Sammy let's Sleeves. Get him Sammy back Bradford in Philadelphia. Complete Chip Kelly's dream of winning a Super Bowl for the city. Yeah, let's I, do it. I mean, I think they're better off. That would be so. That would be so funny. Not, I, I think they're better off giving Greg Ward reps. Yeah. Um, hey, everybody, I said Greg Ward and Braxton Miller. They're like Braxton, so, you got a shot. So, so I, uh, Ruben Frank, like quote tweeted something. I made a joke about that, and he's like, "So uh, let's debate who's the second best healthy quarterback on the roster. Is it Mark and Mich- I mean, is it uh, Braxton Miller? Is it Greg Ward? But so the free agents, like Colin Kaepernick, is the big name, and he's probably the best available. But right, but I don't think like you bring it years, yeah. and he's more of a like. Not getting into all the, the side Matt stuff. Castle's the only real, yeah. like, legitimate yeah, but, uh, name. He's been terrible. So, so I have a few of the names here. Let's see. Brock Osweiler, uh, the Sanchez. I mean, that, he that just could, retired. I mean, he could, he's the kind of guy that will yeah, come out yeah, if it yeah, seems yeah. like, will you play for us? I could see Doug, like, liking him. Uh, let's see. Here's a, uh, Connor Cook. Um, JT Barrett. Get another Ohio State guy. Josh McCown. You can get him to come out of retirement. I don't know. That would be probably the only logical move. It's, um, pretty, it's pretty barren wasteland out there. I mean, so the the guy the Titans have, Logan Woodside. The my guy. Third string. He looked pretty good against the Eagles' fourth string defense or whatever. But a I mean, Toledo it, torpedo. Like the, the best case scenario is they're able to trade for a guy like that who you don't even want to play anyway. Well, and you, and you talk about that too. Like... You've got to look at what teams have, yeah. and then if they can have a backup, like the only if they can have a backup that they can trade, right? Like the like when Bridgewater got traded by the Jets, right? And you know what? Honestly, I don't think any of the guy, the teams that have that sort of situation, have guys that are better than Cody. The, the, the only one, like Chase Daniel, makes sense. Chase Dan- Ryan Fitzpatrick is one. Jeff Driscoll from Cincinnati would make sense, but I don't Fitzpatrick know. Fitzpatrick's the only one you could be like, okay, maybe that he can. Not win games for them, but not lose them. Maybe. He also is a guy that throws a lot of picks. Anyway, yeah. the point is, there's not good options out there. Cody Kessler's as good as most of the guys. They but yeah, and that's my point is yeah. is I don't think you're well, you're yeah, finding think, the solution. That, that's why Doug said they're not gonna. He says as of at least as of now. I um, think they bring in like a camp they, arm, like Luis Perez or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring, yeah. bring the bowler back. Yeah, you um, might as well. <laughs> Bowling three hundred. So important. so let's. So you, we already argued about Cody Kessler for a while. I think we're both in agreement about our boy Clayton Thorson. I joked in the last podcast that maybe we should have a segment called How Did This Get Thrown? And I think that it's a, officially a thing now as long as Clayton Thorson is playing. Yeah, we're going to get music for this segment moving forward. So 
first throw he had was almost identical to the one we talked about the from dirt practice, yeah. where he rolled out right and threw it at Donald Pumphrey's feet this time. Last time it was Boston Scott. He said uh, it's that's a chip shot. Like Donald Pumphrey would have gained twenty yards if yeah I he would have. He was well, wide yeah. open. No kidding. And then he had, I believe it was the next play where he threw the pick. Right? No, no, no. It was oh, the next okay. series. So it was just a bad. Th- oh yeah. So it was a bad throw. He overthrew a guy. Then they leave the field, come back. He over he like threw no, there was no one nobody there. near him. It was a bad yeah. Hit. JoJo Tillery. So after the I found it interesting. Like after the game, not, wait, wait, you haven't even brought up his probably his second worst throw. Mark and Michelle is darting across the field. This is the I think the second to last drive. Throws the ball eight feet in the air, like like beyond Mitchell's like vertical. Michelle's vertical, like. Misses him hard. Like, the ball, the play would have gone for 45 yards. Like, it, it, he had plenty of room to run. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, dude. Like, he is as bad of a quarterback as I have seen in five years of covering the NFL as a beat writer and 10 years of covering it as a blogger or beat writer. Like, he. It, <laughs> So I'm um, purple. I just I, I got. I want to flash back to Mike Rowe press conference. And I believe it was July 31st, uh-huh. and I th- think because I asked him a question about Thorson, somebody else said I can't remember if it was uh, from my question, but it was like basically how is it, what has he done well in camp? He's and, tall. <laughs> well, <laughs> his answer, for the most part, had to do with his ability to communicate and the the tone of his voice and the volume of his the sound of his voice. Oh yeah, his cadence. His cadence. <laughs> like he, I don't think Gro meant it to come. Like when you read back the quote, you're like, I don't. Yeah, the quote's, I don't, I don't the think, quote's an all time. It's like really damning. It's really damning. Like so, the fact that that's the first thing that you think of when you ask what a guy's doing well is that like they can't even like pr- he's not even pretending that he's doing a great job. So. I don't know how well he communicated out there today. <laughs> well, I mean, not but, well with his arm. That's but sure. uh, but yeah. So I talked to him after the game in the locker room, and he like he had like a smile. It wasn't like he was happy or anything. It was like almost like he was laughing at how bad he was. He was like, really he embarrassed. Was, he's I forget. I, I tweeted out what the quote what, that he has. Let me pull it up real quick. Um, sorry, it's a great radio uh, <laughs> podcasting. Uh, he said, I think I was just excited. I felt like I was seeing it well. The guys I was throwing to were open. I just missed them. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, so there's a certain – he's been doing the same thing throughout camp. Like, he clearly is nervous. Like, there's definitely – you can tell, like, there's nerves there. But I don't know if there is skill there on top of the nerves. Yeah. Uh, look, intelligence like, we'll give, is – give the guy a chance. We'll give him his weeks. It's, in- intelligence is really vital to playing quarterback. But so is also accuracy, and dear lord, some of these throws, like it's one thing if you had one of them, like in your first preseason game, one. but like every single he, throw he was only one pass, and it was to it was, it was actually really Braxton nice. Miller, I believe. Yeah, it was a nice, you know, shot put looking uh, thing. I, I'm, talk, I'm talking about this to a few people, and this is the sort of story that would be interesting, but guys wouldn't admit to it. It's like, so the guys that he has to play with in that area are all fighting for their jobs. They're all third stringers. And when your quarterback can't get you the ball, they can't prove themselves. So I'm sure that's frustrating. I know coaches are understanding of that. But, like, at what point? Well, they only have two quarterbacks that are healthy. Oh, they have Carson Wentz is healthy, but I doubt he plays. So are you, are you going to keep putting Thorson out there and, like, just not being able to run your offense and not being able to see how these guys are? Like, I don't – it's just, I don't know how, how they go. That's why they probably have to bring in a guy like Luis Perez. But 
Can I give you a suggestion? Yeah. If they do not play Carson Wentz on next Thursday against the Jaguars, Cody Kessler's playing that whole game. That's what I would do. That's, yeah, I think they give, you have to see they what give Cody Thorson can do. a quarter at least probably though. Well, but you can give Cody the, you can give Clayton oh, the entire I, I, board I game. They, they should. I agree with you. That's what they should do. But they're going to give Thorson more time. I mean, you Cody should, needs. I, to, I agree with you. That's a Cody idea. needs to play with the first stringers. If if Carson, that, that's how you find out if Cody Kessler can run the offense. So I will tell you this, and having spoken to people in that Jaguars locker room about Cody Kessler. There were a lot of people that liked him a lot yeah. and felt like he... He's a likable guy, for sure. Well, but but they he was he's actually very, very accurate. The problem with him is when you need a big play, he can't always give that to you. That's his downside. He is one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the league from last year. Uh, he's made some good throws in camp. Uh, he's thoroughly outplayed Clayton Thorson. <laughs> um, so have I. Yes, you have. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, there's a group. Of my, there's a group of my friends that uh, there was one summer where we were playing football and I was doing so bad that I, I was like throwing picks, like the ball was wobbling. Uh, they were calling me Rex Grossman. I I feel like I was throwing it as well as Clayton Thorson that day. <laughs> it's good to have standards. Um, so <laughs> let's talk about this. Cody Kessler lights it up. What's, against what, the what, what's Cody Kessler lighting it up? Uh, 16 of 21 for 220 yards and two touchdowns. He, and he leads four scoring drives against the Jaguars. I mean, you I think... You need to see it for more than one game. Like right, that. you do. But also, I'm going to go back to the Sudfeld thing. Sudfeld threw a lot of picks last last year in the preseason. He was not very... Sudfeld looked really good in the preseason. But he also threw a lot of picks. Like, he, there were times where he looked bad. And I think he was a mixed bag to me. Um, and I did watch all the Eagles preseason because I was getting hired. So did I. Well, anyway. But my point to you is, is like, Cody does have more experience. Um, he's not as mobile as, as Nate. He's, he had three interceptions. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like he – like, everybody is blown like Nate was, Sudfeld really, out of the he water. He was really good last year in the preseason. <laughs> He was fine. Like he was fine. I, 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 I think he showed he made potential. That that, that uh, Cody Kessler has never made in his career. Okay, and that's fine. But Cody's also I'm just saying. Like, I, I, I get like what you're... he was. He was garbage last no, year. No, he wasn't garbage. He was fine. Like he like he showed potential. Like he did what a, a backup, a young backup quarterback should do. Um, I also watched Cody Kessler not throw an interception until like mid August in in Jaguars training camp. I get it. It's not ideal. I'm, I, ideal would ha- be having Nate Sudfeld. Nate Sudfeld's more physically talented than Cody Kessler. But what I'm saying to you is this, is Kessler's done it. Like, he's been out there on Sundays. He's been a starter. He's thrown more than 25 passes in a game. Chance Warmack has also been out there a lot of Sundays. Right, but but what I'm saying... I know, is, I know what you're saying. He's a, and he's also a sharp guy. So I think... Well, what I'm hearing is that Mike K is a Cody Kessler stand. Is what the, no, I just... I know I have more insight into him in. than most the people that in. have watched him. The readers are talking; they're listening to this live. I don't know, man. I can't <laughs> wait for the feedback on this podcast. Um, team K or Team Black? Okay. Uh, yeah, actually, tell us what. Yeah, what, let, what let us you know. Think is let us know. Battle. We want to know. But to me, 
this is a big loss from an upside standpoint. It's not a huge loss from a practical standpoint. Yeah, yeah. If, they, if, if, Louis, if Luis Perez was the was the other guy in this room and not Cody Kessler, I would tell you, hey, ring the bell. You better bring back Sammy Sleeves. But my point is, is Cody Kessler... anyway. This is actually... Bringing in Cody Kessler actually turned out to be a very smart and shrewd move by Howie Roseman to have another veteran in that room. And the fact that Cody Kessler wanted to come here, even though it was pretty clear he was playing to make somebody else's roster, has worked out for everybody involved. Whether he makes his team or not, whether they decide to put Nate Sudfeld on injured reserve. Right, yeah. right, it's the right move. Because you know what? He can lead this offense the next three three weeks if they don't want to risk putting Carson Wentz out there. And just as, as vital is keeping Carson Wentz healthy, you need to make sure that your offense is in sync. And if you have a guy that can run the offense as a dummy quarterback, sorry, I mean, that might not be the best word, but like a... You called Cody Kessler a dummy, didn't you? Uh, but as like a test dummy <laughs> quarterback... You calling him a dummy. I'm not a dummy, dummy. Um, <laughs> but if you can do that, that's smart. Like... You can give Cody Kessler... Cody Kessler's been in four different offenses since he got in the NFL. He he understands different offenses. And I think if you have him out there with Alshon, Deshaun, and whoever, and you're running the offense, that helps. Yeah. He needs to get reps with the first team. Right. Granted, he hasn't been in this offense for three years no. like Nate Sudfeld. That's why Nate he Sudfeld... Even, he the, said that after the game. That's too. why Nate Sudfeld's the ideal guy. Yeah. But from a an experience and from a, hey, I'm not going to be nervous in this setting standpoint Cody Kessler can handle the job is he the most talented guy no but he can run this offense people are forgetting he Nelson Aguilar he got Nelson Aguilar to to be a first round pick he was Nelson Aguilar had his no, best Nelson Aguilar got Cody Kessler to be in the NFL it is not no that's not what the no whoever, whoever was throwing the ball was going to get it to Aguilar but my point you said, you said Cody Kessler made him a first round pick no but he helped him out of your mouth but what I mean is I mean, Cody was great at You just said he made Nelson Aguilar no, first-round pick. Okay, sorry. That's uh, whatever. But I'm just saying Nelson Aguilar's best work I get what you're with, saying, but it's not what you said. It's okay, but Nelson Aguilar's <laughs> best work came with Cody Kessler as the starting quarterback for the USC Trojans. Uh, sorry, I'm not trying to like credit him, but I'm just saying this. The, Co- Nelson's last season was very successful partially because Cody Kessler did a really good job as a quarterback for the Trojans. So they have chemistry. They still talk about stuff. I talk all the way back to USC. I see now for your case for Cody. Oh, not really. Bringing it back. I talked to Cody last week, and he said Nelson's really been helping him with this offense. They talk about it all the time. He calls. They have conversations. There's a rapport there, and I think that helps. And I also think it helps with the connection for the rest of the offense and the wide receivers if you have Nelson Aguilar being an ambassador for Cody's, you know, brand in the huddle. And I think that's there's something to that. Um, I mean, Nelson would have been a top pick anyway but i'm just saying like oh, oh really i didn't realize that yeah whatever that whatever. was the reason why he's god you guys are also team k i know it uh but i'm just saying I'm, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna use that your quote as the this as the guy isn't coming in as a blank as just like a blank slate he's got experience in the league he knows what he's doing is he extremely talented no but he actually knows what he's doing, which is not something that Clayton Thorson does. And, you know, he can run an offense. And he's got starting experience, recent starting experience. You know, he's not like Mark Sanchez, who's been a backup for 45 teams over the last Get four the years. Get the Sanchez back in the mix. Let's do I it. mean, he's not like Sammy Sleeves, who, you know, couldn't stay healthy to save his <laughs> life. 
I was, joking, a, I was joking about the Bradford thing, by the way. I hope yeah. everybody knows that. Yeah, he can but joke about the not. Bradford thing, but I, can talk, I can't talk about Kessler and Aguilar. Anyway. You were joking when you said that. But no, but he, like... You, you literally said he got him to the NFL. I mean, he, he made him look good. He did make him look good. He was a quarterback who could get a really good receiver the ball. He didn't make him look good. That Nelson happens. Aguilar made Cody Kessler look good. Yeah, Cody there were times. can't throw the ball 20 yards. Nelson Aguilar scored Marquise Lee balled with him, too. Yeah, I'm not... They also balled with all the other quarterbacks they had at USC. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, I covered the Pac-12 for my whole career. Uh, whatever. <laughs> anyway, my point my is... God. You actually defended that point. No, what I'm saying to you is, is there's a rapport there, and they have had <laughs> success together. See, we wouldn't have argued about all this if you just said they have a rapport instead of saying it, he got it, him to the NFL. It is 12.30 at night, and I watch the worst football game I've ever seen. We so, like, agree give, on that. give me a break. So, so to, to just take a step back for a second, we're, we are arguing a lot about the number two quarterback. Best case scenario, they we'd never have to worry about, not we, the Eagles never have to worry about them seeing the field. Carson Wentz, for what it's worth, and I know he missed the first couple games last year. That was from the injury from the year before. He usually doesn't miss games in the beginning of the season. So if he can stay healthy for the entire season this year, which we've talked about plenty, they're going to probably contend for a Super Bowl, and that's all that matters. Carson Wentz staying healthy, which is why, do you agree, probably won't play in the preseason? Maybe he plays in week three if they do it. I I mean, here's the, here's the, the situation to me. If you're going to sit him for week two, then why put him out in week three? Yeah, exactly. So, like, that's kind of my... And Carson pretty much said his press conference that preseason doesn't really matter. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, I mean, we saw it it, mat- it matters to people at the bottom of the roster. It does not yeah, matter exactly. to the right. So like, The important thing is that he builds his chemistry with his receivers and Deshaun, which he clearly has, and Alshon and all these new guys. Like Right, but there really isn't that many new guys, right? So yeah, I mean, it's Sanders and uh, Deshaun pretty right, much. Right, right. So, um... Look, Peterson has said before that he has his first team guys uh, get a lot of reps, so that way it's not as big of a deal if they don't play in the preseason. I think that's a really smart philosophy. He clearly knows what he's doing based on the ring he owns and probably a safe or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wonder where he keeps his. Brain. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Darren Sproles keeps his in a safe. Uh, anyway, I'm smart, but like it. <laughs> I think they're in a position to kind of do whatever because they have Kessler. Not that Kessler's that important, but you know that he can play a whole preseason game and won't put your wide receivers at risk or or risk injury because he doesn't know what he's doing. Like, Clayton Thorson was making some throws that could have gotten players injured. That's when you... That's when you... Yes. That's when you're concerned about a guy being in a game. And Cody Kessler's not going to do that. Mm. So I think... You know, from that standpoint, you're you're in okay shape. Um, yeah, I don't by know. The, I mean, by, this by is the like, way, Cody Kessler threw, was three for six for twelve yards. Yeah, he wasn't good. I'm not again. I'm not saying he's like super I talented, know, know. but he I'm knows what point, he's I doing. Want to make sure to point that out. Um, I was honestly kind of, you know, from from a from an analytical sense, it's kind of disappointing that he didn't try to push the ball, considering he was playing with house money, basically. Yeah, he, he, should, he should get knocked for that, for sure. Right, yeah. His performance was not good. I, I'm not... The running game was terrible, too, So, if but, Cody Kessler comes out and plays like this the next three weeks, are you still feeling as confident? No, but that's what I'm saying. Is so, why does his experience matter if it's that easy for it to, to flip the other way? No, what I'm saying is... is the experience is important because you know he can run an offense. Yeah. I'm not saying, like, if they have to go run heavy, like, he knows how to execute the offense. He knows how to make calls. He's not going to get nervous out there. Like, he's got intangibles. Um, 
And does that mean he's going to win games? No, but if he can be if, certain, if he's starting, like that, right? It's, yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, it's no fault. Of you games. know, let's let's say that Carson suffers a broken finger on his hand on his throwing hand. Okay, and he has to miss two games. If you have Kessler, whatever. I mean, it get, he gives yeah. you a chance two to win. Two stretch, you feel like a little less. Right. The world is but ending. Thorson. The world is over. Yeah, the world's like the over. The apocalypse has already happened. Right. And you're in the... Luis Perez couldn't even make it to training camp. Like he's, th- he's in a bowling alley somewhere right now. I hope so. Hopefully <laughs> in New Jersey. Um, but yeah, we've gone back and forth about this. From, from your standpoint, are you concerned about the way this team played today? I know there wasn't no. a lot of there weren't a lot of starters, I'd... but they're supposed to be one of the deepest teams in the league and Guys out there like Vinny Curry and Nathan Gary and Zach Brown and some guys with experience. I'm not, I'm, and, the t- I'm not concerned uh, just because they're none of their. I'm, the concern I have has nothing to do with what I saw today. The concern I have is that they have so many guys that are banged up, and that's kind of how it was last year. They had everybody banged up the preseason. They didn't look good. They lost. I believe they lost every one, if I remember correctly. Um, they started off the season really slow, as we know. So then they can't get off to a slow start again. They have a pretty tough gauntlet, like right in the middle part of the season. They don't. They only travel one. They only have to get in a plane once in the second half of the year. So if they can get to the second half of the year with a decent record. They're in good shape. But my concern is the lack of cohesion with all the guys playing. Mm-hmm. Not that they look terrible tonight. Maybe maybe we're overzealous about how much depth they have. Is what you could say, I guess, because you these are all the depth guys in theory. But I, I'm not worried yet. I'm. Like again, it's it's all about their, their starters. As long as those guys play, then you don't have to worry about playing these backups. Like that's just what it comes down to, obviously. Um, all right, well we can end on that note. Thanks for listening, guys. This has been the latest episode of the No Huddle Show. If you're not already, make sure you subscribe. We're on all the apps. Uh, leave us a comment. Tell us who won the KV Rosenblatt Battle of uh, 2019. Um, Hashtag leave, Team K. <laughs> leave us comments. Ask us questions. We'll try and answer. Them. We're going to get another podcast. Uh, at some point before the next game. And then we'll do another post-game one next week, and we'll just kind of be grinding these out. Um, Check out all of our content at nj.com slash eagles, and thanks for listening.